Hello and welcome to the 22nd episode of Megaton Marathon. Uh, it's a game-by-game journey through the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei games. I'm Paul Davis, and who am I here with? Hi, I'm uh, Alexander Dorado Wolf. Uh, hi. Hi, Alex. Um, or Alexander, which you prefer? Uh, Alex, I prefer Alex. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, um, we mentioned it on previous episodes, but. Uh, yeah, Brian's had some uh, moving life stuff going on, and so Alex is so kind to uh, kind of fill in for uh, Brian for, uh, I think, the rest of the Persona episodes, and Brian's community just taking a temporary hiatus. Um, and Evan was unable to record this episode with us either, so it's just going to be Alex and I um, doing, uh, yeah, some interesting uh, stuff in August and September, and uh, it's see, um, and uh, also one of the more interesting but frustrating palaces. Um, and so, yeah, just right before we start, uh, could just give a little past, uh, a little history and how you got into SMT and or Persona games, Alex? You know, I can't remember the first one I played. I think it was probably um, like a fan translation of um, the original Shin Megami Tensei in high school. Um, wow, that's good. That goes back. Yeah. Um, you know, just when I was first getting into emulation stuff, I heard about this cool demon game and had to check that out. Um, I've always been really into mythology and stuff, so it was mm-hmm. right up my alley. don't think I ever actually finished it because those uh, first-person dungeon crawling segments... I, I have really bad, bad visual-spatial skills, so I get lost real hard. <laughs> I, I have the same problem. Um, I think I've talked about that in previous episodes where... You know, a lot of uh, maze-type dungeons that are easy for other people. I just can't wrap my head around it. Um, and it's harder as a result. Yeah, yeah. Um, beyond that, I've um, played a lot of the entries in the series. Um, I, I didn't get a PS2 until, like, the PS3 had come out, and, like, the first thing I did then was buy uh, Persona 3. And um, I loved it. Then shortly later played Persona 4. And, um, well, I've been waiting for Persona 5 since then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, was, it was a long wait. I feel like I saw the first uh, trailer for it in, like, 2014. So, yeah. Um, cool. And I believe you just recently finished... Uh... Yeah. Persona 5? Yeah, I, I finished it at um, 6 a.m. this morning. <laughs> you pull, Did you pull an all-nighter? I pulled uh, basically two all-nighters. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. It w- well, it's like, oh, it's December. The game's going to be over. I can just, you know, finish this up real quick. <laughs> no. Yeah, little little do you know that there's I don't know I don't want to spoil it uh, well, quite. I yet, think it's but... safe to say that there was a good day's worth of stuff after the last like social link day. 
yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, in the uh, previous episode, we uh, went through um, Futaba's palace, and now Futaba is a uh, member of our uh, team, um, I believe. And, uh, yeah, we are in the end of August now, and we are... um, just sort of working on our social links. Um, did anything uh, jump out to you with the uh, end of August? Um, it's, it's funny that this is the, the point I'm jumping on because this is pro- this whole uh, the segment we're doing here is probably my least favorite part of the game. Yeah. It, um, like I, I just really was disconnecting a lot with um, kind of the main storyline. Uh, the amount to which everyone is just constantly talking about how much they love the Phantom Thieves and how great it all is was really just, like, it was just so constant. Like, you know, you, you get up every morning, you get those little um, interstitial scenes of, like, down mm-hmm. the city streets, and just everyone's like, wow, the Phantom Thieves are the best thing. I can't believe they're so heroic and amazing. <laughs> just every day. Yeah. And, with the frame narrative of the game, you know that, like, in a month, things are going to start going quite badly for you. Yeah, totally. Totally. And there's just not there's not a whole lot to do um, right here, you know? I mean, you can work on your guts and charm and proficiency and whatnot. You can uh, spend time with your confidant links. Um, yeah, everybody loves the Phantom Thieves, and could they be possibly setting up a fall for the Phantom Thieves? Yeah, it's just... Perhaps. Uh, you know, even if you, even, even if the game didn't have the frame narrative of you, like, you know, um, being arrested and all of that, it would still be like, okay, like, obviously, <laughs> this is going to take a turn pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is the one. Uh, this is this is around where I think the uh, you know what we've talked about in the past, the uh, Shin Megami Tensei uh, slump happens, and it happens in every game around I don't know two thirds of the way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I was still enjoying the game. Obviously, it's um, I mean, it's just delightful to play, but. Like, just the, the obliviousness of the main characters was mm-hmm. really grating on me. They're like, we're going to be so famous, it's amazing. We're going to be, like, pop idol TV stars, Phantom Thieves. And I think this is where, like, you know, like, they start, like, selling Phantom Thieves merchandise and, like, just, <laughs> like, just, like, just the idea that, um, like, the general public is so in love with these people who are changing people's hearts while, you know, the general public has no reason to believe that's even possible. Right. It's just, everyone is just totally accepting it. They get, of course they're somehow changing people's hearts, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just a very, very confusing, you know, kind of plot point in general. Like, why, why do the people... Um, why do the people get really obsessed about the Phantom Thieves changing hearts? I mean, maybe they can see the results, but up to this point, I mean, you don't have too many. You, you yeah, have Futaba. Which no one knows about. 
Yeah, yeah. You've got, uh, let's see, you've got the Mafia boss, which, you know, probably wasn't too public. Um, you know, you've got the artist, which, I don't know. It just, it, it, it seems pretty, pretty odd that Yeah, like, uh, you know, how, like, if, there, if, you know, three people confessed to crimes for apparently no reason, and then some people on the internet were like, hey, we did that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and you just had uh Medjed um trying to uh slander you. Um and that didn't work, but you know I don't Yeah, know. I mean basically just like they threatened you and then as far as the public is concerned, nothing happened. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um so yeah, maybe we should move on to September because we have uh, we have a trip to Hawaii, which uh, is yes. once again our uh, our um, obligatory show the persona female characters on the beach in their bikinis uh, scene, which is in every, every game uh, at least. Oh three, yeah, four, um, five. didn't we uh, didn't we have that scene where like. Uh, everyone's like trying to uh that whole segment where everyone's like trying to rehabilitate Futaba and you know that culminates in her going to the beach that, uh, yes yeah that's and before she's Hawaii. not what's that and that's before Hawaii mm-hmm yeah. also you know I really I I really wish that in high school I could take a uh, trip to Hawaii you know <laughs> a school trip to Hawaii that would yeah, be pretty you know, great I actually, I actually did uh, take uh, an international trip in high school, so <laughs> that part didn't seem totally uh, with uh, with my choir. So that that part didn't seem totally uh, non. Although Hawaii, I mean, what are they even doing there? I have no idea. Um, all all I can see is uh, that the male characters are perving out on female characters, yeah, and they are. Yeah, they got Fataba uh, to uh, come out of her shell a little bit, uh, sort of like Naoto, um, you know, uh, doing the uh, beauty contest. Yeah. Or into doing the beauty contest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, definitely uh, problematic. And then, once again, I... Once again, and I can't remember which Persona game this is in, but uh, your uh, characters, your male characters walk around trying to uh, pick up on women and fail at it. Yeah, I believe that's Persona 3. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you learn a lot in Hawaii. Uh you learn a lot of you learn about you know your your failing with uh picking up women on the beach um does any any plot significant thing happen in Hawaii? I mean a lot of the Hawaii stuff um is really just driving home how popular the phantom thieves are, even these Americans have heard of them right um uh, like there's one bit where you just go around and talk to some pe- some Americans asking them if they've heard of the Phantom Thieves. Like there was one woman who was just like, oh yeah, aren't they like samurai ninja geishas or something? Which was amusing. 
Yeah, that's pretty great. Um... Oh, and in Hawaii, we do get our uh, our first introduction uh, to Haru. Just um. Oh yes. You just uh, like you know a little foreshadowing. Random girls like oh yeah she is in our class too. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about her. And you have like a two second conversation with her. And you uh, you can tell because she has a better character model than uh. You no, can tell also she... you know on the cover. But uh, oh yeah, definitely on the cover as well. Uh, the cover spoiled me uh, numerous times about uh, who's going to join my team. Um, so yes, um, we get back to uh, Tokyo, and um, yeah, it's been a while. There's some kind of major plot developments that happen. Uh, before you go into Okamura Palace. Um, do you remember what these plot developments were? Yeah, let me see. Um, so, right, so, um, oh, one of the other things that happens in Hawaii, um, right, we do start getting some of um, the Okamura foreshadowing uh, when they're like, oh, look, even Big Bang Burger is here in Hawaii. And um, I think that's what kicks off um, your characters um, talking about it and uh, the rumors that they're mistreating employees and such. Um, oh, and then uh, Mishima uh, introduces that feature on the website where um, people vote for the next target. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, oh, so... And, uh, Okam- oh, go on. And uh, the principal dies. Oh, right. That's important, and that happens here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The principal who, you know, did not seem long for the world finally dies. I mean, you know, he just looked like he was going to die of a heart attack from the first moment you saw a man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was uh, definitely overweight and angry. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he dies. He's... Uh, He's taken out for um, for uh, not mysterious being, reasons. Yeah, mysterious reasons, but not being uh, able to really provide much intra- information on the Phantom Thieves as well. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, pretty much. It's um the the director of the um whatever that fake sounding like prosecutor's office that Sai works for mm-hmm. like makes a phone call or something about it talking about eliminating him and then we get a pretty cool cutscene of him having one of those uh, mental shutdown dealies and getting hit by a truck right right Jim, was uh, one of the better animated cutscenes in the game I thought mm-hmm. yeah you know those animated cutscenes do not really they, they just seem like in a lot of cases like for, especially for the main characters they just seem out of character yeah like, they they are not very good <laughs> yeah the, and and there's the scene where uh you know uh joker is in the casino in the early game um you know that takes place it's gonna take place in the later game but you know it's like he's like really he's like smirking and he's like he, he clearly thinks that he's a badass 
Um, and I don't get the feeling that he thinks he's a badass in the actual game. In fact, everybody seems to think that he's kind of a uh, criminal and a piece of shit. Yeah. It, now, it really does feel like the people who were storyboarding and animating those cutscenes had very little contact with the people actually writing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just everyone's faces look weird. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so, yeah, we have this, and uh, it's time. So, Okamura uh, is uh, the head of the Big Bang Burger, who, which is, you know, he's it's kind of a, the equivalent of, like, McDonald's or something like that. Um, yeah, like Space McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's being a real piece of shit to uh, his uh, his employees. Uh, he's kind of like working them to the ground, um, and uh, we are going to see that in his palace. Yep. Oh, and then um, then you have uh, before we get to his palace, you have that whole uh, conflict uh, with uh, Morgana. Oh, right. Yeah, which, I don't know, kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. I did too, and I've read people, like, saying, like, oh, he got really fed up with, uh, you know, with some of the uh, insults and jokes at his expense, but I felt like it came out of nowhere as well. Yeah, I mean, like, it it wasn't done, like, awfully or anything, it just... um, like, because I was really annoyed with the main characters, too, at this point. And I feel like the game could have um, kind of had him coming more from that point. Like, guys, stop talking about merchandise and shit. You know, this is getting, you know, stupid. And instead, they're focused more on, you know, him not feeling valued. Yeah, which is really strange. Yeah, and... um Ryuji just keeps saying, like, just shit that makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is when Ryuji takes, like, a complete heel turn. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. So Morgana takes off. Uh, doesn't want anything to do with you anymore, but you'll be seeing him very soon. Yeah. Um Oh, you know, um, when I was listening to the back episodes of um, Mm -hmm. your previous Persona 5 thing, you guys never talked about how weird it is that uh, Morgana is a woman's name, his code name is Mona, and he's a guy. Mm -hmm. Just, that's... And the game never explains that. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you're right. That's very, very strange. Also, voiced by a woman, I noticed that when I was watching the credits. So it makes mm -hmm. it even more confusing. Yeah, it's it's really strange, you know. I think maybe it's just the fact that he's a cat, um, and for some reason they think that, you know, cats should not have, you know, gendered names. I don't, I, I, I have no explanation. You know, actually, just you something know. just occurred to me. I wonder, um, because in, the Jap- in Japanese you don't have gendered pronouns. Hmm. Um, so I wonder if um, 
just in Japanese, it was, he was, uh, you know, ambiguously gendered. Because even the, the ones, like, uh, there's a little scene at the beginning of the game where um, uh, the characters talk about, so is it boy or girl or what? And the scene kind of comes down on, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm just wondering if that's um, kind of a facet of the translation, but... It could be, I you know, I, I and I think it, you know, like the female voice actor, you know, it's like you got, um, uh, you know, females voicing, you know, female voicing Bart Simpson. That's pretty. Yeah, common. no, I mean that's totally normal. It's yeah, that plus the girl's name, the two girls' names. Yeah, and and the fact that uh the game does not really uh deal with like uh you know uh trans and or gay issues well, well there's, uh, there's two gay guys who keep trying to hook up with you i know i know yeah, that, that that that's really great and not at all offensive <laughs> although actually there is um in december a little bit of like easily missable side dialogue with them that made me feel better about that Mm. Um, but that's way in the future. But yeah, I guess we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that in a few episodes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, what's that? Just oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's rough, and you know, I mean, I I wouldn't say that Kanji and Naoto were like you know dealt with in Persona Four with the you know most. Most sensitivity that they could have, but you know, I I do feel like they their journey was given like some kind of like respectability, so it's really disappointing. Yeah, um, they, they were trying there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really disappointing in this game that you know. I mean, I guess I guess the uh, trans uh, bartender is all right. I yeah I, I yeah really no, liked um, her. yeah she was handled she was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we are now going to Akamura Palace, which is a big space-themed uh, palace. It's pretty cool looking. Um, it's not as cool to navigate. <laughs> no, I... Um, yeah, I did not care for this stunt. I, I actually like this... Quite a bit less than the uh, the Egypt one. Yeah, where where did you come down on the Egypt one? We actually had a number you know, of people contacting us on Twitter and Facebook saying, "Hey, I really like the Egypt one because I we thought were, it was we're fine." Shit. Yeah, just middle of the road. It was too long, I thought, but yeah, it, it wasn't the worst. Um. But yeah, um, I feel like uh, some of my problems with the the spaceport were that I would I think I was under leveled through most of the game. Mm. Um, also, I did not know that you could get accessories which caused your SP to regenerate until I listened to the last episode this of uh, this podcast this morning. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. That's really rough. Yeah. That would have been nice to know about. I get, uh, and you get them from the doctor, is it? Yeah, yeah, the doctor. Uh, yeah, no, and I, 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 and I was right up on her social link, too. I. Yeah. <laughs> just never... I, I, like, only bought stuff from her once, I think. 
It's really easy to miss it. If I hadn't seen Brian mention it um, in the Duckfeed Slack uh, thread for Persona 5, I I would not have known that they existed either because you know like I you know I like you I started out with um you know buying a few items from her and then I was like these items aren't all that great um yeah they're so expensive I yeah yeah and I I kept on building her social link but I was more interested in uh being tested on uh than uh purchasing things from her yeah um so anyway uh spaceport um so um right so at the beginning of that dungeon you uh run into uh mona again and a mysterious masked figure who goes by the name beauty thief which is hilarious yes that was really really funny and i loved it yeah yeah um and should we give away who uh beauty thief is i suppose so might be someone that we've met in the past yeah someone we um you know happened to meet in hawaii for seemingly no reason yes um yeah, so it seems like you've got some new antagonists in Mona and Beauty Thief, but that doesn't really play out too much. That they kind of drop that. I yeah, it, it, it's like it it, it. it seems like it's played mostly comedically. Like there's clearly no way that these two are going to be able to do anything. Right. And so you're just um, basically being like, "Hey, come on, we're doing the same thing." Why, just come with us. It's fine. <laughs> and then, yeah. and um, you know, she's just like, yeah, no, hey, hey, Mona, we should probably go with them. He's like, no, they suck. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> and is this where she joins your team? Um, pretty much, yeah. Um, her like, there's this weird thing where her persona is like half awakened. Mm-hmm. Which feels a little clumsy to me, but whatever. So you do get the scene where she has like the whole um, "thou art I," right? Know, yeah, thing waking uh, up like five minutes into the dungeon. <laughs> but she, like, yeah. even when you first go in, she's still like with you, and you try to put her in her in your party, and it's like, nope, uh, my persona isn't fully awakened yet. I will just be walking behind you this time. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Um, yeah, it's a little weird, but it, it, it's fine. Um, so uh, I don't think we've mentioned that uh, Haru is uh, President uh, Okamura's daughter. Mm-hmm. Which it's good. Give our characters a personal connection. That was um, that was really lacking in Mister Mob Boss Man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and. I, I've got to say that she's pr- probably the best-adjusted uh, child of privilege that I've ever ever seen in a uh, <laughs> in a uh, in a uh, fic- piece of fiction. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. She's really sweet. She's really nice. Um, and yeah, Okamura's palace is basically like a big spaceport, 
that you're going through. Um, we don't get, uh, if I remember, we don't get a really good explanation for why Okamura is uh, really into a spaceport. Uh, we do. We get. We get kind of a hand wavy explanation at the end of the dungeon. Um, like uh, his treasure turns out to be like this model spaceship thing. Oh right. That he right. couldn't uh, afford because his dad owned like a cafe and was a terrible businessman, but beloved by the public. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're doing a lot of uh, kind of like weird. They're not teleporter puzzles, but they're sort of like you're moving back and forth um, in different uh, ports. Um, but before you get to the teleporter puzzle, there's um this thing. There's that thing where you have to like find the managers, right? Which um, I think I would have liked that more if the third manager hadn't killed me three times because <laughs> I, I had to do that entire segment like three or four times because it's like oh yeah it, just some stupid robot i you know i they just got lucky and there weren't safe rooms between like each level of robot manager you find mm-hmm. so i had to go back to the beginning but yeah basically i mean this was um it was an interesting kind of um gimmick for this part of the dungeon basically his uh, spaceport is operated by these toy robot looking dudes um, and you need a key card to get to the center and um, you listen in on them while they're working uh, to figure out which one of several identical robots is the manager who has the key card yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of kind of annoying process. Um, no, I, I mean, I think it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but the puzzle itself was just like, like there was a weird randomization element too, where mm-hmm. you wouldn't always hear the little robot men saying the same clues. Right. Um, so there was definitely one time um, where uh, with the third, with like the final robot guy, none of the little robot men happened to say any of the things that would give me an idea of uh, which one was the real dude. Mm-hmm. They all just said like, oh, I'm so tired, as opposed to, oh, he likes sweets, or he's always using this phrase. And it must be said that uh, all of the characters in uh, this dungeon are um, robots because, of course, uh, our uh, uh, Okamura thinks about his, you know, thinks his employees are just robots to serve him and work harder. Yeah, it's not terribly compelling or creative. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like, very... oh, the the CEO thinks of his employees as machines that guarantee his success. How crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it does, you know, I, I do like the kind of like weird fifties robots and the weird, um, when we finally get to Akamura, he has kind of a like 50s sci-fi, uh, costume going on. Yeah. I think the aesthetics of the dungeon do work. Yeah. 
I think this is a problem we keep on coming up against in Persona 5 where, um, you know, these dungeons aren't randomly generated. So they're having to put puzzles in. But, um, you know, thank God they're not uh, some of the more hateful SMT puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> that you've, we've probably endured in the past. Yeah. But it seems like they were really trying to experiment with each puzzle, and a lot of them did not really like work out that well. Yeah, this um, I did like how this dungeon had um, basically three distinct styles of puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had um, you know, the thing with the robot managers. Then it had um, the thing where you were opening and closing different airlocks. Um. Which, whatever. Like, I, I don't have anything to say about that one. And then um, in the last segment, uh, you were, like, causing these worker arms to collapse, to make passages, and, like, setting timers on these pistons of, and having to run to them so they wouldn't crush you. Yeah, and I did, I did like that. I did like I that. I liked the piston but... ones. Mm-hmm. I think that actually added some new... Um, like gameplay variants. Yeah, yeah, I think it definitely did. And um you know, I I I think that, you know, as sort of, you know, soporific or whatever that uh metaphor of uh you know, workers as robots uh is when you really get down to like the uh you know, just sort of uh the workers who are just or the robots that are just working themselves to death, basically. Um, you know, I, I think that works, you know. just Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it, um, this would definitely... Um, of de- definitely of the dungeons we've seen so far, um, like uh, the... Uh, what do you call them? The cognitive versions of real people who aren't shadows, whatever. The robot dudes. Yeah. Like the ATMs and Mafia dudes thing. Right. Those guys. Um, they definitely do add to uh, making this place feel a lot richer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are some pretty clever lines um, that kind of, you know, not only make fun of, you know, fast food places for, uh, you know, treating their employees like shit, but also... You know, if you put this in the context of like uh, sort of like Japanese employment, or at least what I understand, um, and the uh, tendency to work uh, drive workers to death, um, you know, I, it makes me wonder if there was some uh, internal commentary in the uh, <laughs> develop about the development of Persona Five going on here. Yeah, that's actually I, I hadn't considered that, but that's that's a good point. Like um, the um, the robots are portrayed kind of much more um, sympathetically and with much more kind of varied uh, you know feelings than you see pretty much anywhere else in the game. Yeah, feels very um, it like even if um, it's not about the development of this game in particular, I can definitely see these people having had jobs that felt like this before. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Like some of that stuff just like really does ring true. Just um, you know, feeling that you know by working yourself to death, you're this is somehow good for you and is necessary, you know, for you to be the person you want to be. Just kind of all of that um, stuff that you know capitalism tries to make its workers think. Right. Yeah. And that is, you know, extremely, um, extremely, uh, over, uh, overstimulated or overstated, uh, you know, overstated in, uh, America and Japan, both, you know, this kind of like, you know, this distaste for the workers and whatnot, um, and uh, belief that they should be able to, they should be willing to work eighty hours a week, uh, uh, eighty hours a week and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know, we never uh, talked about uh, how Haru plays uh, mechanically in battle. Mm-hmm. So we probably just touch on that for a sec. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really liked her. She was in my team for the rest of the game. Yeah, me too. I think she just, she plays really well. Yeah. She uh what is it? She has gun. Yeah, uh, she has gun which very powerful attack type. Um probably like um the first persona I got where there was just like a gun elemental attack on one of the personas. Mhm. Felt like one of the biggest kind of power-up moments in the game. And um yeah, I um yeah, she has some very nice uh gun attacks and then she also has psychic. Yeah, which is, you know, one of the few uh elemental attacks that uh will at least harm, I mean, most of the enemies that you come across in the rest of the game. Uh there's a very few, I think in the second to last dungeon that are, you know, um that are not uh, hurt by psychic, but for the most part, you can at least you know get like some good damage in there. Um, even if you don't get you know hold up, uh, it's uh, yeah yeah. I I found myself using uh, Sio and the uh, upgraded versions of that quite a bit. Yeah, no, she's she's a very strong party member. She also has um a thing which uh, clears any status effect. Oh, um, right. Which is a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And her um, gun hits all the enemies. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I mean, all of the characters have gun um, capabilities, but this one is particularly useful and badass. Yeah, she's great. Just mm-hmm. um, really strong character. I used her for most of the game. Yeah. And she has a great costume, too. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of a musketeery type uh, thing. And uh, I, I should probably mention that her uh, persona is called Milady, which is very <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the game says it's a reference to character in the Three Musketeers. Um I haven't read that, so I can't speak to it. Seems like a bit of a reach. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they, they, it really seems like they had a hard time finding these uh, 
lady trickster characters they had to dig pretty deep yeah yeah like the guys get like you know you know uh, arsene lupin goemon robin hood these uh you know just classic thief characters and later they're like carmen was carmen a trickster I, uh. <laughs> yeah absolutely and, absolutely and like you know necronomicon okay <laughs> yeah that's that's a book yeah, it's a book. For some reason, a UFO is called Necronomicon. I, you know, yeah, it, it seems like it's it's uh, mixing up its uh, paranormal lore. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. Yeah, and then I mean, Johanna, she's Makoto's persona. Yeah. I think that was a good choice. I, I'm, yeah. I'm behind that one. I think that there was a deep dive, but it was relevant and it made sense and it was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she's a motorcycle. <laughs> I really do not know why she's a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Pope, um, motorcycle. Duh. But it, it, it's really, it is amusing uh, that there's a character uh, called Milady in a game in 20 in uh, 2017. Um, you know, and, uh, that is uh, popular among, uh, MRAs. Yeah. I, I, am I wonder if that was the Japanese name to her for that was the uh, localization team having fun. Yeah. it's possible. There were, there were definitely some, um, some instances, uh, in here that I noticed of the localization team adding references to kind of very specific, uh, video game culture. Right. Yeah. And there's some pretty funny, uh, you know, as annoying as everybody being in love with the Phantom Thieves is, um, there's some pretty funny uh, comments in there, like, uh, you know, which is definitely the um, localization th- uh, team having fun, like, uh, a catchy is bay, or uh, stop ship posting lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did appreciate those. <laughs> Oh, and you know, we never mentioned that whole thing with um, Haru's arranged marriage. Right. Yeah. So, lest we think uh, her dad isn't even is isn't enough of a scumbag, uh, he's setting up an arranged marriage for you for her. Which so is, he treats his yeah. workers like shit. Uh, works them to death, basically. And is setting up an arranged marriage for his daughter. Yeah, uh, with just this awful scumbag guy who's the worst. Yeah, it's no good. It's yeah. no good at all. It, it, it goes pretty dark with that plot, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. um, your deadline there is like, uh, uh, you know, if you don't meet your deadline, she's going to be forced to move in with this guy. And, well unpleasant things will happen yeah absolutely um so yeah we are going through uh the disposal line which is where the pistons are it's where also where uh the uh workers the worker robots are disposed of um of course um and you mentioned in when we got on the line that you have a hard time with uh these kind of uh you know uh 
place and movement kind of puzzles. Did you have a difficult time with that in this case? Um, uh, because I, I have those problems as well. Um, you know, this wasn't too bad. Uh, I got a little confused, but... Um... Like, um, so what I would, I basically would just, uh, scout out the route before I would, uh, like, press the button thing, and then do, and clear out the enemies, and then just do the run. Right. And, and that that worked pretty well. Um, if the enemies had, like, respawned more quickly than they do in this game, it would have been real bad. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because, you, you know, you have a pretty tight time limit. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. I think it's thirty seconds. Yeah, it's thirty seconds, and um, like the last one is quite long. Mm-hmm. But it's really difficult um, to beat it in the time time limit um, because you're going, I think, through like three three treadmills that are yeah going against you, uh, the direction that you want to be going in, and uh, you're having to jump between them or get between them and yeah it's it's pretty pretty yeah, difficult I, I wonder if this is even possible without using that dash button it's so easy to forget about mm-hmm. absolutely and then we didn't really talk about it much and there's not much to talk about but uh the previous puzzle area which is uh sort of like these teleporter puzzles that take you from one uh sort of like area to another and there's a certain order that you want to figure out uh definitely uh fucked with my uh spatial uh puzzle skills or lack thereof yeah what i just did there is i just kind of i I did it randomly (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much what i did too and then eventually i got it yeah the fact that the map um keeps uh areas you haven't been in in red makes it really makes navigation in this game much easier Mm-hmm. just seeing like a little red block there and being like okay well what's connected to that one of those things has to be able to get me there and obviously I need to go there because I haven't been there god I wish something like that was available in Strange Journey yeah um, uh, just, I don't know if you played just having Strange a good Journey map. But yeah yeah it's, it's, so, it's pretty rough so in there important. So, uh, we, uh, should we go on to, uh, Okamura, our final yep. boss, where he, he looks like, he, he looks kind of like a 50, 50s, um, sci-fi villain. Um. Yeah, like 50s he's got, sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got, you know, like a weird space helmet with, like, electric things coming off it um like electric horns um yeah and uh he's all about the prosperity of akamura foods uh because um you know his dad was poor and he you know wants to be basically the greatest capitalist that he could that a capitalist could be (laughs) Yeah, all of these palace people's motivations, with a couple, you know, a couple of notable exceptions, are pretty, pretty similar. You know, haha, I own everyone because I am the best. It is yeah. the role of the strong to prey upon the weak. Really? Oh, I haven't heard that before. 
Though, I mean, you know, it's it's worth saying that that's a kind of recurring um, Shin, uh, Shin, Mikami, Shin Megami Tensei theme. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's interesting, too, because that's usually the uh, the chaos viewpoint. Yeah. And this game is very explicit about putting you on the chaos side. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting about the game. Like, this is a chaos path. Totally, totally. And you don't really have the choice to play, do another path. Um, this is a really interesting boss fight. Uh, you have a 30-minute uh, time limit. Um, and you're not really fighting him directly, uh, Akamura. You are fighting uh, like waves of uh, his uh, robot slave workers. Yeah, no, um, it was... Um pretty good boss fight i know it kind of drives drove some people crazy um and people were dying a lot but uh i didn't have too much trouble with it i have to say um i had to do i i did it uh, i got it second try first time i got um greedy towards the end i had him like down to the last sliver of life and he was preparing like a super attack and i thought i could take him out before he launched it so I didn't guard or buff defense, and I just went all out. But he hung on and killed me. Hmm. Um, yeah. But second try, I got it fine. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you got the uh, robot, the Exacurobo MD Ed. Um, and uh, once you uh, get his HP down to like 50 to 25 percent uh, Shadow Okamira will finally uh, join the fight but uh, he just debuffs really um, and uh, yeah he's pretty pretty easy once he gets through uh, everything else yeah um, it was a fine boss fight I, I generally like the boss fights in this game yeah, they do some really interesting things with it, and they definitely change it up um, yeah. between the different different levels or different dungeons. Um, and yeah, let's see. Uh, some really plot kind of kind of plot significant stuff happens after this. Uh, you know, Haru is uh, both glad that her dad is not going to uh, be a uh, asshole anymore uh, but uh, she is um, kind of like unusually uh, sad for the fate of her um, total asshole of a dad yeah I mean they do, um, at least with some of these uh, characters, they do, at various points, try to introduce a little bit of nuance to them, which I quite like. Mm -hmm. um, like I think, I think they, I think they mostly end up doing that in the social links, though. Yeah, where you absolutely. do find out about some legitimately redeeming characteristics of these people, which I think was a great choice to put those in there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, I think that, um, you know, um, 
there there is a there is a sort of like I'm sorry I'm just spacing out <laughs> I'll just delete that um <laughs> but uh yeah there are a few things that you can do in September not much oh um, um there's that uh the uh at the end of uh his palace uh you see that uh shadowy figure shoot his uh shadow after you mm-hmm. leave exactly which, which is a big uh um because the last two uh, not not Futaba, the uh mob guy and then mamarame both mention another person in the metaverse mhm spooky um yeah and um, so after you leave, you see this mysterious shadow person come up and, like, kill the Okamura's shadow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, that is not a, uh, you know, the Phantom Thieves kind of steez, uh killing them. You know, they really want to, uh, you know, change their hearts and whatnot. So... Yeah, um, we're going to get a lot with Haru and her social link and what happens, uh, you know, with her dad dead. Um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I liked her social link. It was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I liked how, um, unlike the majority of social links, there wasn't just some person who, like, was being, you know just a total asshole for no reason <laughs> totally totally like there's the one guy you think is and then the end he's like no actually he's fine yeah i i really enjoyed that yeah that's that's good times um i think it's worth mentioning this is the first uh this time is the first time you can uh uh, buy a laptop and get it fixed and uh, our old buddy what's his name uh, has started a Silk Road site um, basically the uh, scumbag who was selling you stuff in Persona 3 and 4 on it was the TV. a double social link in Persona 3 yes just, <laughs> yeah. I, I was very happy to see that cameo I was worried that he wasn't going to show up yeah, he shows up, and now he's running like a Silk Road site. Yep, um, and you can buy a bunch of crap that I didn't want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It wasn't very, you know. I mean, it wasn't that, very actually, that was great because he totally got me. It's like you know, you'll you'll get better stuff if you spend more money. And then like <laughs> I unlocked the last level. It's like I don't want any of this. <laughs> this, is all, this is nothing. Yeah, it's, it's a stupid accessory for you know a hundred thousand yen. Yeah, you really think that, you know, this guy's uh, running a uh, shady website that's supposedly selling you shady stuff. And really, it's just the kind of crap that you'll get in the uh, in the uh, replica guns and weapons store. Yeah. Um, I actually... Um, a weird thing um, in my play experience of the game, I basically did not buy weapons until the last dungeon. Interesting. Yeah. I've, that's never happened to me in an SMT game before. That's really why. Why did you not buy buy them? Because they were so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I didn't have that kind of money, and you know, I wasn't having that hard of a time. So, 
And, you know, and also just the gun shop guy's social link. It took me forever to get my guts up to the point where I could do it. Yeah, and I was not that into his social link Yeah, I did. I, I got it to, like, level three, and then I was just like, you know, screw it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't really want to run around doing errands for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it was interesting at the end. Who can say? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, that is pretty much uh, where we're at. Um, Is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you'd like to touch upon, Alex? Um, let's see. Um, I think we've covered pretty much much all of those uh, months, which I didn't really care for that much. Yeah, things are going to get a lot more interesting. Yeah, it picks up quite nicely after this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, another thing that uh, you can do is uh, start uh, hanging out at a Gigolo Arcade, which uh, really amused me <laughs> as as a name uh, <laughs> for an arcade of all things, Gigolo Arcade. Um, and in there, there's a uh, you know one of those UFO catcher machines, and you can get a Jack Frost doll for your. Uh, for your room so oh, you can i did not know that yeah yeah so that's that's definitely a good reason to go to the uh gigolo arcade um oh isn't it um i don't know if you guys talked about the uh the fortune social link which, i don't um, think so um because it's around it's either like it's around here that you get that um the buy-in for that one's kind of interesting because you just have to give this random fortune teller a hundred thousand yen, right? Right. Uh, and then she gives you a magic rock, which turns out to be salt, and you feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's not uh, particularly uh, useful. I think maybe this is around the time that if you've been going and visiting the journalist uh, Oya. Um, in uh in the bar at night um which i know a lot of people hate her for some reason and i i kind of liked her yeah Yeah. she she was um definitely in my top half of the social links as far as i thought yeah yeah i i was i was digging her um you know i've got a soft spot soft spot for uh you know alcoholic journalists because i was Um, that that in a past life yeah um and uh yeah there's a uh trans uh owner of the bar i believe and you can start working there Um, but you're right you're right i think you're right there but it's still pretty cool and it's really the only job that i spent much time in it yeah it's, it's the most interesting job in the game pays the best and um like you get a different social stat up depending on which of the patrons you talk to. Yeah, totally, totally. Cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, uh, Alex. Uh, you'll be finishing off Persona Five with us, I believe. Um, yep. Yeah, really, really appreciate it, and this has been a lot of fun. So, thanks yeah, it's for. Been great. Yeah, thanks for. Uh, coming on um is there anything you'd like to plug or uh kind of 
get out there uh, while we have you on the line? Uh, no, no, there is not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you can like... follow me on Twitter. It's uh, <laughs> one word, crow like the bird, and then apocalyptic like post-apocalyptic. I cool. don't post on Twitter, but when I do, <laughs> it's a pun. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, yeah, and plugs I got is uh, are the usual. You can uh, like us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. We had a couple discussions about uh, on face on the on our Facebook page and on our Twitter account about uh, you know whether people were excited or not about uh, Deep Strange Journey. The uh, um, remake of uh, Strange Journey and uh, that's coming out for the 3DS next year um, and the there was a lot of people that are really excited about it which uh, maybe just because I recently played Strange Journey I'm not particularly excited about it um, and yeah uh, please rate us rate and review us on iTunes uh, that is a great way for people to uh, find out about us and I think that's it for the plugs you never see it coming